It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's looking like another week of Andy Dalton at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, barring anything unforeseen, but why this week could be different for the Red Rifle. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints. You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert credential member of the media, CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today, Saints Wire, Tuesdays are Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And today's Friday episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Uh, they got more odds, lines, and props than ever before at Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's episode, of course, it's Friday, so we'll get into our beignets and parlays. Is the money line the way to go? in this Sunday matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks. And just how much further has Chris Olave climbed up the chart for Offensive Rookie of the Year? We'll go through the game plan of what it will take for the New Orleans Saints to get a win against the Seattle Seahawks. But first, it's looking like it might be Dalton season part two in New Orleans. Michael Thomas, uh, New Orleans Saints wide receiver, as well as quarterback Jameis Winston, not practicing on Wednesday or Thursday. Now, something to keep in mind. In London, Jameis Winston didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, and the Saints still listed him as doubtful just in case they were going to be able to find a way to get him out on the field by Sunday. Jameis has not been at practice Wednesday or Thursday of this week. We'll see later on today if he's at practice for the Friday session. If so, expect him to be on the injury report as questionable and the Saints to take this down to a game-time decision about who starts at quarterback. Some of that might be strategic. The other part of it might simply be because they want to get Jameis Winston back out on the field. But as Dennis Allen recently said, they want to get him healthy first and foremost. So all of those signs to me kind of point to a second week of Andy Dalton. But things can be different for Andy Dalton this week, particularly in terms of avoiding another slow start for the New Orleans Saints offense. And there's one key player that looks like is going to be healthy this weekend that makes all the difference. And that's running back Alvin Kamara. Yeah, it might be that they won't have wide receiver Michael Thomas, but that didn't seem to be that much of an issue for the New Orleans Saints passing attack last week. This week, they're going to going up against much younger, uh, much more aggressive secondary that you might be able to take advantage of. You're still going to have Jarvis Landry. You're still going to have Chris Olave. Marquez Calloway steps really well into that X receiver split end role, but they can also move him around and utilize him from a bunch of different places. Same thing when it comes to Traquan Smith. So the Saints won't lack for weapons in the passing game, especially with the way that if Andy Dalton is the quarterback going into this weekend, he utilizes tight ends and running backs out of the backfield. But it's that running back out of the backfield that ends up being the biggest difference maker if the Red Rifle is the guy again this week. And I'll be honest, even if he's not, 
And Jameis Winston is the guy again this weekend, which would be very surprising to me at this point, just based on the injury recovery, the process, all of that. Alvin Kamara changes everything for you. Alvin Kamara kind of admitted that he felt like he rushed back against the Carolina Panthers, couldn't really get going very well in that game, but now he feels 100%, feels much closer to 100% at least, and feels much better ready to come back here against the Seattle Seahawks. The last two times that Alvin Kamara has played against the Seattle Seahawks, he's averaged 27 and a half carries, 25 and one, 30 in the other, over 160 yards in both, I believe the total scrimmage yards totals were 161 in 2019, 179 in 2021, just this last year. So for the Saints, regardless of who it is, whether it's Andy Dalton or if it's Jameis Winston under center, and again, I think more likely to be Andy Dalton this weekend, the thing that changes it all is having Alvin Kamara back and not just having him back on the field, but having him back and healthy, which remains to be seen. We'll have to see him out on the field. But I'll tell you what I've seen from him in practice so far. He looks good. He looks comfortable. Doesn't seem to be hampered at all or anything like that. Rib injury though. So we'll have to see what it's like once he takes a hit, right? And see how all that comes together. (laughs) But uh, for the most part, he doesn't seem like he's nursing anything. There's nothing sort of discernible about the way that he's running or protecting himself or what he's keeping himself from doing, anything like that. So it's good news. It's good news to have Alvin Kamara back. And what Alvin Kamara gives you is kind of twofold, right? This New Orleans Saints team needs to be one that's starting to string together drives. Having an efficient and effective run game will be one of the easiest ways to allow them to do that. We saw that last week. The Saints ran, uh, what was it, 27 times through the ball, 28 times, so they had additional dropbacks with you know Andy Dalton being sacked and things like that. But even still, it was still nearly a 50-50% split between run and pass. That hasn't necessarily been the case for the New Orleans Saints through the first you know, three weeks of the season, they weren't even near that total. Uh, I'm trying to see here if I can find. So the last between the last three games, the Saints were at 63% share when it came to their um, when it came to their run pass or when it came to yeah their run pass split. So 63% in favor of the pass, but the last game was 52% pass. So that really evened up and closed the gap. You think about that was technically a home game. So you think about the two away games that the Saints have played. 61%, 62% in the passing game there. So we've seen the Saints really lean in on the uh, passing game quite a bit, but not be able to lean in on the run game. Remember the split in the fourth quarter combined in the first three games was like 56 passing attempts to two rushing attempts, two rushing attempts for seven yards in the fourth quarter combined in the first three games. This past week, nine rushes, 51 yards in the fourth quarter, a much more palatable uh, kind of total there in terms of what you're looking for. So that's a little bit more of what Alvin Kamara gives you. He'll give you a more efficient run game. And because of what he does in the run game, that's going to sort of open things up in terms of how he's able to impact the passing game. Plus, if you have somebody that's going to be able to distribute the ball all over, which means taking what the defense is giving you as opposed to keying in on different receivers and things like that, then that gives you a more opportunity to start to stretch the defense laterally open up some of the running lanes in the middle. The Saints offensive line has taken some major strides here over the course of the past couple of weeks, particularly in the run game. And so the Saints should be able to capitalize on all of that as well. And it may be an efficient screen game, which is something that the Seattle Seahawks have struggled against so far this season. Speaking of that screen game and what the Seattle Seahawks have struggled against, that's a big part of what my game plan is for the New Orleans Saints to get a win this weekend against the Seattle Seahawks. So let's break it down. What will it take for the New Orleans Saints to get that win on a Sunday and get a little bit closer to 500, two and three before they get to a major stretch, a very challenging stretch of their season? We'll break it all down with the game plan 
coming up here in just a moment. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Simply Safe. Simply Safe is one of the products that I I, I use. Here's here's my Simply Safe uh, little like home um, like home hub. And through this guy right here, along with all of the sensors and motion detections and outdoor cameras and everything, I'm able to keep track of what's going on in or around the home, which is really really nice to be able to kind of have that peace of mind, which is huge. So um, Simply Safe, I cannot speak highly enough about. I absolutely love their products. And I'm going to be honest, like when they sent me the box for the full security system, it was a lot of pieces. Felt really daunting at first, but it was so easy to set up, like ridiculously easy to set up. Took me all of maybe like 25 minutes to get it all set up. So it was really cool to be able to see that and then for it to just click and then all of a sudden it all worked. So this is really, really cool. And I love what they're doing. It, I mean, it allows you to sort of avert uh, potential uh, trespassers. It allows you to be in, uh, you know, in direct communication with emergency services, take care of yourself and your family, all of that. And they make it super, as the name suggests, safe and simple. So you can customize your perfect system for your home in just a few minutes over at Simply Safe, S I M P L I S A F E. So simply with an I as opposed to Y. SimplySafe.com slash locked on NFL. And you can save. 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. All you have to do is visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks again, as always, for being Locked on Saints, your first listen of the day, every day. For your second listen, make sure you go and check out NFL Key Predictions. Every Friday over at Locked on NFL, you're going to get the local experts giving you everything you need to know, the inside scoop on the five biggest games around the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts at Bet Online. Once again, that is NFL Key Predictions on Locked on NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Same places that you're catching this. And as always, thank you very much for being here with us for another episode of Locked on Saints. Whether you're new to the show, uh, whether you've been here for a while, I appreciate you very much for all of your support. Speaking of support, New Orleans Saints need a win this weekend if they want to keep up fan support. That's just kind of the vibe that I'm getting. I mean, look, the, the fact of the matter here is that no matter what, Saints fans are going to be Saints fans, right? Like, you're never going to strip this team of its community. That's just not going to happen. You're not going to be able to cause that kind of a rift. But there are going to be times where, you know, fan bases are going to say, you know what? Let's look ahead to the draft and see how everything's going. And dang it, I'm not ready to do that here on the show. So... The New Orleans Saints are going to be looking to get a win here this weekend. And this is one of the ways that they help to keep their season alive. One and four is a very different future than two and three, especially when you have all of these NFC conference opponents early on this season. Now, you're about to get into a whole string of AFC opponents. You have the Cincinnati Bengals on the way, Las Vegas Raiders on the way, Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, all that. So that kind of lightens things up in terms of the conference move. But so far, you're one and three in the conference. 
And that's not great. And you're one and two in the division at that also not great, Bob. So when it comes to what you're looking for for this weekend, the Saints are simply looking for a win. It's kind of as must win as a fifth game of the season can get. So how do the New Orleans Saints get that win? Well, the first key is, of course, Alvin Kamara. You got to get the ball in Alvin Kamara's hands. You have to let Kamara cook. We've been saying it. We've been saying it. We've been saying it. And it's about time that the New Orleans Saints do it, especially if they have a second week here with Andy Dalton. What was the one thing that Andy Dalton would have this weekend that he didn't have last weekend? Outside of Michael Thomas, it's Alvin Kamara, that additional weapon out of the backfield. Now, don't get me wrong, Latavius Murray had a really nice day on the ground, but he doesn't give you the things that Alvin Kamara gives you in terms of an all-purpose, all-around back. So getting Alvin Kamara back is a huge boost, a huge benefit for any quarterback, but specifically, we'll mention for Andy Dalton, because I expect that he'll be the quarterback this weekend, unless something unforeseen happens and Jameis Winston is just like, I'm ready to go, you know what I mean, which is completely possible, because it's hard to keep Jameis Winston off the field. The next thing, swip over to the defensive side. You got to get pressure with the front four, not necessarily blitzing a lot on Geno Smith. Although when you get those opportunities on third down and you have those sort of obvious passing downs and you're talking long and late downs, so third and eight or longer, things like that. Absolutely. Send the blitz, have fun, be aggressive, do that whole thing. But when it comes to what you're doing on a down by down basis, what would be really helpful for the New Orleans Saints is to be able to get pressure with their front four. And that's something that the Saints proved that they could do last week against a not as good offensive line in Minnesota, but it's not a super great offensive line here in Seattle either. You've got two rookies at left tackle right now, Charles Cross, who was my favorite tackle in this year's class. So credit to him, but he's somebody that struggles in terms of true pass rushing sets. And then you have Abraham Lucas, who is one of my other favorites actually in this class, one of my kind of underrated guys over on the right side that's got to go up against Cam Jordan uh, on a on a down by down basis. Cam Jordan had six pressures last week against the Vikings. Marcus Davenport had four against the Vikings. They had 10 of the 15 pressures that were clocked by pro football focus on this New Orleans Saints defense. So pretty, pretty good. You just want to see that replicated here in this game. If you can get pressure with the front four and then drop those uh, other, quick math, seven players into coverage, then all of a sudden you're able to uh, do the things that disrupt timing in this Seattle Seahawks offense, which is what you're going to need to do. Geno Smith is distributing like crazy right now. He looks awesome. This is a very different Geno Smith in an offense that was effectively created for him or built for him than last year when he was plugged into an offense that was created and kind of built around Russell Wilson. So this is a different Geno Smith, and this is a little bit more close to, in terms of what the Seattle Seahawks are are building around him, close to his skill set. He gets the ball out quickly, makes quick reads, makes good decisions, keeps the ball close to the line of scrimmage, but then is able to take the top off and then push downfield when those opportunities present themselves. So that becomes point number three in going back and staying with the Saints defense is eliminating the explosive play. So that's going to take good safety play. It looks like you're going to get Marcus May back this week. That certainly helps a ton with point number three. Okay, point number four. Um, uh, being able to take the top off with Chris Olave while also being able to run in the screen game. So I guess what I'll call it is dynamics. You need to have a dynamic passing game in this game you're going to be able to get a lot of explosive plays against the Seattle Seahawks defense, or you should be able to. They've given them up tons over the course of the first four games of the season. So can you capitalize on that with Chris Olave, with Jarvis Landry, with Taysom Hill, with Alvin Kamara even running a wheel route out of the backfield? It's those things. But in order for that to work, you have to have a dynamic passing game that stretches the defense laterally, like we talked about, which means sideline to sideline. And also one that makes them pay attention to how things are actually developing behind the line of scrimmage. Deontay Hardy, a jet sweep screen. Um, Chris Olave, a bubble screen or a tunnel screen. Um, 
uh, uh, you know, a, a nice tight end screen every now and then to Adam Troutman, which we've seen, we saw work last week, a, a screen to um, Alvin Kamara, uh, uh, you know, as he gets out to the flats, things like that. Those moments actually allow you to also be able to build up so that you can take those deep shots a little bit later. And then if the run game is going, then you can play all of this off of play action as well. So having a dynamic passing game becomes a very, very important thing against the Seattle Seahawks defense, which is very young and very aggressive. So you want to be able to take advantage of that. So a couple of screens over here, you know, not not in a row, obviously, but, you know, a screen over here, a screen over there later, and then a similar look a third time that's actually a double move on the outside. You know what I mean? Like those types of little like adjustments and building tendencies so that you can break them throughout, creating those so that you can break those tendencies and then be able to kind of build off of that dynamic offense. And then point number five here, very, very simple. We've been saying it all week. The team has been saying it all week. It, and really, like if I'm being honest, what this all boils down to is just play good football, right? Eliminate the takeaways, excuse me, the turnovers, the giveaways, and get rid of the penalties. That's simple. And I know that there are some penalties that are being called that are questionable, right? The, the Well, more than questionable. I mean, we know what we're talking about here. I'm not going to go through and reprise all of this. But, you know, a couple of the penalties against Minnesota that clearly shouldn't have been called. Yes, there's those. But there's also the false start penalties, the procedural penalties, the illegal shift penalties, the illegal man downfield penalties, the holding penalties, things like that. Those still have to get cleaned up because those are the ones that are momentum killing on the offensive side. When you're finally starting to string together a drive and then all of a sudden you got to take five steps back. You got to take 10 steps back. All that. Those things still have to get cleaned up. Doesn't matter if the refs are making bad calls here and there. You're also still shooting yourself in the foot by giving up over 100 penalty yards in the game last week against Minnesota. Can't reprise that. You can't repeat that here against Seattle. You can't beat yourself, right? You have to play good football. That's point number five. And in a way, that's all encompassing of what the New Orleans Saints simply need to do moving forward throughout the rest of the season. All right, coming up next, we're going to dive into beignets and parlays. I'm going to tell you how far Chris Olave has climbed up the offensive rookie of the year charts over at Bet Online, as well as why the money line might be the way to go because the Saints not so great against the spread at home under a specific condition. We'll break all that down as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online your number one source for everything that you need around your sports wagering needs. Whether it is that you want to bet on the New Orleans Saints, or maybe you want to look elsewhere across the NFL, maybe you put some money on which game was going to be the most boring in the world, and you put it on the Thursday night Denver Broncos and Indianapolis Colts game, congratulations, you won, because that was atrocious. But when it comes down to bet online, you can find anything that you want. NFL, NBA, which is right around the corner, go Pelicans. Um... MLB with the playoffs and World Series playoffs getting underway. NHL, uh, you've got college football, college basketballs on the way. There's so much for you to get in on. And that's just kind of like the big ones. There's also esports, combat sports, auto racing, a whole bunch of stuff that you can check out over at Bet Online anytime, anytime you want. BetOnline.net, they've got everything that you need in terms of all the odds, lines, and props. They've also got articles, podcasts, and information, scores, everything that you're looking for there as well. So go and check them out today. Bet Online, the official online betting partners here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Find them, bet online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it, Huda Nation. We are wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with beignets and parlays. Before we dive into it, I want to let you know today's question of the day, which you can answer in the YouTube comments or on Twitter by writing me at Ross Jackson Nola. What is your score prediction and result for this uh, evening or this evening, this weekend's game between the New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks? You think the Saints are going to win? What's the score prediction you have there? I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to win. What's the score prediction you have there? Hit me up. Let me know what you think. All right. Beignets and parlays brought to you by Bet Online, where they have all of the odds, lines, and props you can ever imagine. Bet Online, where the game starts. This week, we are looking at the New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks. This is quite the spread. New Orleans Saints, five and a half point favorites, minus 5.5 in this one at home. Um, New Orleans, minus 240 on the money line. So I'm going to consider there. And then. You have the over-under right now, currently set at 46. The New Orleans Saints combined with the Minnesota Vikings last week to pass 50 points. Can they do that again here with the Seattle Seahawks that just scored 48 in a game? I mean, up against the NFL's worst defense? Maybe, maybe. Something to keep in mind there. But for me, the thing that I'm looking at here is the money line. Because if you think the New Orleans Saints are going to win this game, this is probably the route to go for me. It's not the biggest winnings because obviously they're favored, but... It's a little bit better than going against the spread. Now, going against the spread is a way to go, but the Saints are 13 and 13 since 2017 when they're favored by five or more points at home. But straight up, they're 21 and five. So that's the condition that we're that I'm looking at here. The Saints are 21 and five when favored by five or more points at home. That includes them being one and two last season in 2022, all with three different quarterbacks in those games. They're one and two against the spread and straight up in those. So maybe you have a little bit more faith in, let's say, Andy Dalton under center than you had faith in, you know, Trevor Simeon or Ian Book. Well, they weren't favored in that game, but or, or Taysom Hill under center, right? So depending upon how you feel about that, and you might feel a little bit more comfortable about the Saints this year than you felt about them last year. You certainly should, considering the names on the paper, but with the way that they've been playing so far this season, I understand the hesitation. So that's why I don't necessarily go with the spread on this one. I mean, all the sharp action kind of came in at four points, not necessarily at five or five and a half or even at six at one point. For more on kind of context on this and whether or not the New Orleans Saints line is going to move one way or another, depending upon Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston, I have a clip for you here that I'm going to share from our friend. He's an odds maker over at Online, Dave Mason, and what he has to say about how the line moved, uh, what changed, and if it would change again between Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. But minus four and a half Saints, four and a half point favorites, um, went up to five and a half and then six, believe it or not, um, back down to five and a half. We did take some sharp action on the Saints at minus four, 73% of the early betters are on Seattle, 53% of the money's on New Orleans. You know, there's not much of a difference between Winston Dalton. So if Winston does give it a go, um, there's not going to be too much of a, a line change. I mean, they're, they're almost kind of opposite quarterbacks. Danny Dalton, you have, you know, you're going to get an average performance with Winston. He could look like an all pro or he could look like a CFL backup. So, so either way, I don't think there's going to be much of a line move. 
we're not, you know, we're not too concerned with who's under center for New Orleans on Sunday. All right. So CFL backup was a little egregious, but what more can you expect from somebody who pronounces it New Orleans? But, you know, that is what it is. But when it comes down to this game, it doesn't look like anything's really going to move in terms of whether it's Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston. Again, we expect it to be Andy Dalton at this time, but certainly we'll see. So I think the money line might be the way to go here. A couple of interesting little nuggets in terms of game props that are going on in this one. The odds on favorites for uh, touchdowns scored by each team, three touchdowns scored by the Saints, two touchdowns scored by the Seattle Seahawks, and then over four and a half touchdowns total is the favorite here. So they're expecting some you know action in this game, which would be good uh, for the New Orleans Saints coming back to even be able to get three touchdowns in this one is you know would be a good sign, especially if you're starting to get them in the first half, right? So getting all of that and kind of getting that rhythm would be really, really good for the New Orleans Saints. And then we'll wrap up here with a look at Chris Olave, who has climbed the Offensive Rookie of the Year charts again. He's now back on top over at Bet Online. He's got 335 receiving yards, probably should have more, scored his first touchdown last week. And the expectation is that that won't, that that will be far from his last. He did go back to the tent at one point, looked like he was visiting with the concussion protocol specialist, got back out on the field, made the big catch at the end of the game that put the Saints in position to try the 61 yard field goal that just couldn't, you know, that, that Will Lutz wasn't able to, to clear, uh, but then went off the field kind of like limping had a little bit of an ankle thing and came back he's been he's looked fine all throughout practice so far this week so i don't think he's going to slow down this week i think he continues to be a big part of the game plan plus 400 right now uh, as the favorite for offensive rookie of the year right behind him is still drake london garrett wilson the other wide receivers are there but watch soon for kenny pickett because kenny pickett coming in and now taking over as mitch trubisky because he's a quarterback one good game Kenny Pickett's going to skyrocket to the top when it comes to those odds. So if you want better odds on Chris Olave, might be worth waiting uh, to see him kind of like drop down a little bit once Kenny Pickett has like a good game. That's all it's going to take. Kenny Pickett could have three bad games and have a good game. And then all of a sudden he's going to skyrocket to the top because he's a quarterback. And that's what everyone values in terms of offensive rookie of the year, end of year awards, all that other stuff. So it might be worth waiting on Chris Olave, but still pretty cool to see that Chris Olave has been exactly who we thought he would be in this New Orleans Saints system, and even people outside of New Orleans see it that way as well. All right, y'all, enjoy the game this weekend. Remember, we have our live postcast, which will take place. I'm just going to do it from the Superdome um, right after, a little bit after press conferences and all that. So just keep an eye out on the Locked on Saints YouTube page so you know when we're ready to go live to kind of break that down. It'll be our 10 to 15 minute postcast that we'll do live. Then I'll come home, get my thoughts together, rewatch the game, and then we'll do a more in-depth deep dive from Monday morning. So appreciate you, as always, for making us a part of your day. Uh, make sure that you keep it locked here on the page because also if anything big happens over the course of the weekend, I'm not, I'm not one to not do a Saturday episode. <laughs> Happy to do it if we need to. So, you know, with everything going on with Jameis Winston, quarterbacks, all that, definitely keep it locked over on the Twitter page at Ross Jackson Nola so you know what's going on here with the show. Appreciate you, as always, making us your first listen of the day every day for your second listen. Make sure you go and check out that Peacock and Williamson NFL show, all the NFL news and analysis you need in less than 30 minutes. From former NFL Scott Matt Williamson and NFL analyst Brian Peacock. And of course, make sure you check out Jake Madison over at Locked On Pelicans as well, with the Pelicans season creeping closer and closer and closer and closer. And I cannot wait. Appreciate you as always making us a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson N O L A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.